Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God, and I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We do that because it's, it's an intentional, it, it, it creates this focus to, that, that I'm ready to hear, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to capture something, and... Uh, the Florida Georgia Line guys began their career, Belmont College, Christian University, in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, that's how come so much of their, their writings and their songs feel worshipful. Uh, and uh, it's really pretty awesome song. And, you know, when you hear holy, 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 it's, it makes it more interesting, right? Well, turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 6, and I want to welcome all of you watching online. Uh, we'd ask you to stay tuned. It's just going to be a a short but very fun ride and journey today, and uh, we believe that at the end of the day, all of our lives will be changed to some degree. That's always the prayer. In verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 6, out of the Message Bible, so I believe this will be on the screen and you can follow along. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the master sitting on a throne, high, exalted, and the train of his robes filled the temple. So this gives us a location where Isaiah is. He's obviously in the temple or in his vision in the temple of worship. It says, angels, seraphs hovered above him, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, their feet. And with two, they flew. And they called back and forth one to the other. Holy, holy, holy is God of the angel armies. His bright glory fills the whole earth. The foundations trembled at the sound of the angel voices, and then the whole house filled with smoke. I said, doom, it's doomsday. I am as good as dead. Every word I've ever spoken is tainted, blasphemous even. And the people I live with talk the same way, using words that corrupt and desecrate. And here I've looked God in the face, the king, God of the angel armies. Then one of the angel seraphs flew to me. He held a live coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth, sins wiped out. And then I heard the voice of the master, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? I spoke up, I'll go, send me. I don't know how many of us wake up every morning or any morning for that matter and ask the question, God, how do you want to reveal yourself to me today. How do you want to reveal yourself to me today? Now, the reason I ask that question or, or make that statement is because Isaiah was putting himself in a position for God to reveal himself to him. Our society is so busy. We are so distracted. We have so many things going on. We have, we have television in our hands uh, everywhere we go, we got a phone, we got a television, we got text, we got, we got everything in our hands. So we're totally distracted. Uh, probably in the beginning of 2020, I'm going to preach a series and I'm going to ask everybody to limit your cell phone time. 
I figured it would be met with that kind of excitement. I, it was just like I dropped some kind of bomb. Because here, here's the reality. What you want from God, you must position yourself to receive from God. People say, well, you know, I've, I've prayed, I've done all these things, I've talked to God, I've gone to church. That's all great and fine, but have you put yourself in a position and created conditions that give God the opportunity to do something for you? Or have you just told God, I, I went to church, I, I don't know why I went, I guess because I don't want to go to hell. I got news for you, this will not keep you from hell. It just doesn't. Jesus is the only one that can keep us out of hell, our faith in him. Now, coming to church gives you at least an opportunity to hear something that might draw you to heaven or draw you to Christ. But the reality is, if I were to ask most of you today or take a survey, what did you come to Mosaic expecting to get from God today? Well, I wanted to see my friends. That's great. I I wanted to hang out or I wanted to hear a worship song or what. And, And all of a sudden, you're selling God way short. God has so much that he wants to reveal to us, but we have to create, first point, the right conditions for God to do something in our lives. If you're bitter, you're angry, you're unforgiving, you're critical, you're negative, guess what? The conditions you've just prepared for yourself suck. I don't know why God doesn't do anything for me after you just spend an hour being dishonoring, disrespecting out, but you handcuff God because he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Be forgiving, be kind, be gentle, be humble. All of those things create the right conditions for God to have his way in my life. Now, there will always be stupid people in the world, and on any given day, you're one of them. I'm one of them. On any given day, any of us can be that way. I don't want to live that way. I want to create the right conditions for God to reveal himself to me and do things for me that are off the charts. I'm not a God pay my electric kind of guy. I left that about 30 years ago. Because I realized God did not just want me to get by. He's not the God of just enough. The Bible says he's the God of more than enough. Do you want more than enough or do you just want a little bit? God, pay my car payment. God, pay my electric. God's saying, I got so much for you. I want the robe and I want the train to fill your temple. I want there to be smoke in your house, not fire. Just I want you to know I'm present. I've been doing this a long time. I've heard every imaginable story you could make up. And I just look at people and say, What do you want from God? What are you doing to receive what you want from God? Are you submitted to God? Have you created the right conditions? If I want to be forgiven, for me to create the right conditions, I need to be a forgiver. Okay, let me try another example. (laughs) Folks, let me say this to you. The quality of your life is not determined by the people around you or the circumstances around you. They're determined by your heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you want to be happy, start being happy. Create the right conditions. That's how we got into space. There was a a Russian cosmonaut, American astronaut, and a blonde sitting around a table talking. 
you know this is not going to end well. And the Russian guy said, you know, we were the first ones in space. Not to be outdone, the American looked around the table and he said, well, we were the first ones to walk on the moon. And they turned to the blonde asking, what do you bring to the table? She looked at him and said, I can talk both of you. She said, me and my friends, we're going to land on the sun. And they looked at her and said, you will burn up. She said, no, 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 we're going at night. Let's see, Chrissy and Susan are down, checking out all the blondes. <sighs> you know, I used to would have cared. I just don't anymore. You know, it just is what it is. And blondes are really brilliant. I mean, what great idea to go to the sun. So we have to set the right conditions. And, and if you look in the Bible, there are several places that you can see, like Joshua was at the Jordan. It's at flood stage. Uh, once again, Israel finds themselves uh, up against adversity and opposition to get to the land of promise. And, and, and God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do something. I want you to create the right conditions, put yourself in the right place, in the right position to cross this river at flood stage. In business, they say there are three things you need in business to succeed. Location, location, location. In Christianity, there are three things you need to succeed. Position, position, position. Create the right condition by being in the right position. You people are kind to me. I create the conditions. I'll be kind to you. If I want people to love me, I'm going to love people. If I want God to bless me financially, i got to obey his word and give. i got to tithe. i got to put myself in a position, create the right conditions for God to do something. As Joshua is trying to get across the Jordan, God said this, take the Ark of the Covenant, tell the priests who are carrying it, I want them to walk out into the river at flood stage. God could have done what he did at the Red Sea and just parted it. When somebody strikes the water. But God says, no, you're going to get the priest to carry the ark, which is representative of my presence, and I want them to go out into the water, and when they do, I'm going to take care of it. They created the right condition for God to part the waters. If you want God to do something for you and you're waiting on somebody else, you're waiting on the wrong somebody. You create the right conditions. My boss is holding me back. My parents put my diaper on too tight. I just grew up in the wrong dispensation. I grew up in the wrong family, in the wrong season, in the wrong dispensation. <laughs> you change the conditions of your life and the outcome of your life by how you think and how you position and posture yourself for God to reveal himself to you. If you're working at a job and all you're ever doing is complaining about the job that's putting food on your table, you jacked up. Matter of fact, you're creating the conditions to be fired. And I hear it all the time. I hear this generation say, I work, I don't want to work for the man. You need to be praying for the man, thanking the man, and creating conditions that allow you to get promoted above everybody else, not because of your skill level, but because of your attitude. Because you may have a position, but in your position, your disposition is more important than your position. 
your attitude. We live in a world that is so critical and so negative and, 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 and so fearful that we fall in line with it. Believe God for things that have never happened in your life. Believe God for things. I would be sitting on an airplane on the tarmac at Will Rogers World Airport, wherever we came up with that. It's such a farce. World Airport. We're going to one-up the rest of y'all. Y'all are international. We're otherworldly. Last time I checked, this place is not on anybody's bucket list, but I love it. Anyway, so... I'm sitting on the tarmac getting ready to go preach somewhere, and I get a call from Craig Rochelle. Craig calls and says, you know, we, we're, we're trying to plant new campuses. And he said, we've been trying to get into War Acres, and we're trying to rent the building next to Incredible Pizza, but the city council member turned us down. Well, I knew why they did, because they turn every church down because we don't pay taxes. We're a tax-free organization, so we don't bring revenue into their coffers. If you're on the city council, forgive me, but it's true. And so he said, you know, they turned us down. Can you help me? He knew the mayor was in my church, and he knew that I knew the owner of Incredible Pizza. So he said, Would you, could you help me? And I said, well, sure, I'll help you. I mean, you know, we're not in competition, man. We're, we're on the same team trying to reach as many people as we can reach. So when I landed, I called the mayor, and I said, Mayor, I got a call from Craig Rochelle. Life Church at that point was another church in town doing well, and I, I, but, but it wasn't like it is now. And she, I said, uh, they're trying, as you know, Mayor, you were in the city council meeting, they're trying to get approval to move into next, next to Incredible Pizza. And she said her question, which I loved her, and she was wonderful and, and a great lady. She said, do you want them there? Because she knew it would be, uh, you know, they would be close to where we were and we we're all trying to. I said, absolutely, I want them there. And, and so uh, she said, well, do me a favor. She said, uh, could you get Rick Barsness to send a letter to the city council, which is the owner of Incredible Peace? I sure he's a friend of mine. Long story short, 10 to 15 years ago, I helped turn this part of the building into a church. And today I created the conditions for Mosaic to be in here. I had no idea. I didn't know at that time this would ever happen. And I'm not, I'm not praising me. I'm just saying what happens is you can create conditions today that 10 years from now will pay off for you. Don't ever quit believing that the seed you sow today is not going to produce a harvest for you down the road. You create the right conditions. God could have done it without them doing that. But God said, I want you to participate and create the right conditions for your blessing. Quit asking God to bless you if you ain't doing diddly squat. Well, God, I, I just don't know why they're so blessed. They have a new car. They got a new house. Why aren't you blessing us? Because you're a whiner. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Quit whining to God and start asking the people who are being blessed. How did that happen? <laughs> Would you touch me? Rub off, rub off. We're jealous, we're bitter, we're unforgiving, we complain, we're negative, we whine. I want it, I want it. Stop being a baby. Grow up and be a believer that says, I'm setting the conditions in my life for God to do something great. I used to always tell my kids there are two kinds of people, winners and whiners. Which one will you choose to be? Because if you're a whiner, that's all you're ever going to get is whining. You're going to be around whiners, you're going to be around losers, you're going to be around quitters, and you say, 
You can't say loser in church. Loser, 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 loser. Nobody's, nobody's a loser in this world. Yeah, we are. When we choose to disobey God, you're a loser. I don't know where that came from. I just so, political correctness is strangling the blessing of God. If I could tell you you can have whatever you want and disobey God, that's political correctness, and it's a lie. The truth is, if you don't obey him, you will not see his blessing. He said, if you'll obey me, you'll be blessed in the city, in the country, coming in and going out. You'll be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Though your enemies come at you from one direction, they'll flee in seven. Why? You set the conditions for those things to happen. I'm always setting the table for my blessing. I'm always looking every day. Say, God, reveal to me your blessing in my life, what you want to do. Your arrogance, your pride, your lack of humility will prevent God. God's sitting up there going, I've got, a, I've got a, a, an inventory, a temple sitting in a storeroom for you. What are you willing to do to access it? Isaiah said, I'm going into the temple and I'm going to praise God. When you begin to praise God, you set the spiritual atmosphere and conditions for God to bless your life. Does it say Mosaic Baptist on the outside of our building? Dear Jesus, help us. I am doing all I can up in here. I need a little reciprocity. I mean, I'm even sweating a little bit, and I don't sweat for nobody. Well, Red Bull gives me wings to fly. To catch the current as eagles fly on air. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> you remember the story of wee Zacchaeus? I mean, I remember in Sunday school, it was always wee little Zacchaeus. I think Zacchaeus is probably irritated that God told everybody about his stature. He's just a little guy. He had little man syndrome. And he couldn't see Jesus, so he climbs a tree. He climbs a sycamore tree. It says what kind of tree it was he climbed. And it was just a sycamore tree until Zacchaeus decided to make it holy, holy, holy by climbing it. And he said, I'm going to set the conditions for Jesus to come and see me and come into my house. He climbed a tree and Jesus saw him. He wouldn't have. And so he climbs a tree and Jesus said, come down, Zacchaeus. Today we're going to your house. Why did he go to his house over everybody else in the crowd? Because Zacchaeus said, I'm going to set the conditions for Jesus to want to come and eat with me. Y'all wearing me out. Have you set the conditions? Said Jesus, help me financially. When's the last time you gave? Given it shall be given. That's when you set the conditions. Bring the whole tithe in the storehouse. I'll open the windows of heaven, pour out such a blessing. You won't have room enough to contain it all. I'm a little ornery when it comes to this. I'm like, any of y'all remember R.W. Schambach? R.W. one time said, a young man came up to me and said, I, I need a job. Would you pray for me? Schambach said, yeah, I'll pray for you. God! You know, Schambach had a belly about out here. 
his six-pack gave way to a keg. And he, he said, God, I want you to give this young man a job out in the heat, working 10 hours a day for minimal pay. The young man said, stop, stop, stop. Why? Because he didn't give Shambach what he wanted and set the conditions for what he wanted. Shambach said, you tell me. When's the last time you told God, God, here is what I'm praying for. I want you to reveal yourself to me. And I'm setting the conditions. That sycamore tree that day became holy, holy, holy. Because one man set the conditions in that tree for God to do something holy. I'm tired of a society. This is what happens when you give away participation trophies. The whole world says, if I just, if I just show up, I'm a winner. I'm sorry, but this is one pastor that believes, you know what? What we've done is told everybody, you don't have to do anything. Let me tell you something. If you want the greatness of God in your life and you want the blessing of God on your life, you got to do what this Bible says to do. So when people ask me, I can't go, I can't join your team if your team is not in line with God. God bless me. I, I want a better job. I want a lot of money. I want a car. How much have you given? Not to, you can go anywhere, Mosaic, whatever, I don't care. But I can't pray for blessing if you've been disobedient. I knew that would just get a shout of hallelujah, preacher. You're so right. Just keep preaching it. Preach. Tell us like it is. Help us, Jesus. I'm going to set the conditions. I'm going to love idiots. I mean, people who are mean. I'm going to be nice to people who are evile. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be affirming. I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be honest. I want everything God has. I want it. And if you know what? If you don't get it, I'm going to ask God to give me yours. God, there's a whole room over there that ain't ever going to be used because those people ain't ever going to obey you. Just bring it over to mine. I know you think I'm cray-cray, and it, it, it probably some truth to that. But you know, I learned a long time ago, if you want something from God, he said, call me into remembrance of my word. He said, approach my throne with confidence and boldness, not like a sissy that doesn't think he gets it. My, my kids never asked me once if they could go into the pantry. It looked like a group of locusts went in there right after shopping. Boxes empty, wrappers everywhere. Like, ah, ah, ah. I thought somebody broke into our house, but they only went to the kitchen. <laughs> Secondly, confessions. Not just conditions, but confessions. Once you have set the condition, your confession needs to line up with a condition. Well, you know, I've given, but I don't think God's going to do anything. I forgive them, but I know they're just stupid. Your confession. He looks and says, my confession is, I'm ruined. I'm doomed. I've seen the face of God. What he's saying is, God is almighty and in all authority. Paul said it this way in 1 Timothy 1.15. Christ came to die for sinners of whom I am the worst. So whenever you talk about anybody else, I'm going to go, I'm worse than them. You know why? When I recognize my worst is when I get God's best. 
Because God says, you, you understand who you are and who you're not. And you know who I am and what I can do. And the minute you acknowledge that you can't do without me is when I perform at my best. Isaiah said, my confession is this, I'm doomed. God said, no, you get it. You'll see it in just a moment. Your confession is critical. Life and death is found in your mouth. What you say is important. As a matter of fact, your confession is what points you in the right direction. If you hang on to your past, your past will hang on to you. Once you have started creating right conditions, you don't talk bad about others and you don't talk bad about yourself. You say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround us with favor as with a shield. As I've given, you give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God, as I brought the whole tithe into the storehouse, you open the windows of heaven. You pour out such a blessing, I don't have room enough to contain it all. These confessions need to be made out loud. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're having trouble, quit talking about the problem and start talking about God's word and, and use your name in that place. Too many people living under the circumstances because they parked there. Do you realize that science has proven that over 80% of all human illness is psychosomatic? Created by the way we think. One neuroscientist said when you think positive thoughts, they have proven through CAT scans and, and different uh, uh, scientific instruments that when your brain is positive, when you're being positive, they start seeing white shoots like tree limbs sprouting in the spring. But they said when we know somebody's negative, we see a dark patch in their brain. That they, their brain starts dying because of negativity. And that you and I need to realize You may not be able to create a tree, but you can create a branch of a tree in your mind that is positive and begins to have confidence and boldness that nothing is impossible with God. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I refuse to quit or give up. I'm setting the conditions in my life by the confessions of my mouth, and I'm going to live the best life you could ever imagine. Don't try to drag me down. You want to come and talk negative, talk to your neighbor. And I ain't your neighbor. Or in your neighborhood. I'm positive, so positive that sometimes people get mad at me. And it makes me happy when you do. Tell them I'll call them right back. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also, it's the amplified version, for one another that you may be healed and restored to spiritual tone of mind and heart. We have not given enough attention to the words that we speak. Somebody said, Well, I tried it. How long? For a week. Let me tell you something. It took me over 15 years to walk into this building and call it Mosaic Church. But I created the conditions 10 to 15 years ago and didn't even know it. Lastly, conversions. 
conversions. You have conditions, confessions, and conversions. In that moment, in that temple, when he saw it filled with smoke, and God says these words, who can or who will I send? Isaiah's response, this is the response of a convert. Here am I, send me. He didn't say, well, God, I I know some people that are good at this. He said, I am the one that you revealed yourself to. I set the conditions for this conversation, and I had the confession of I'm ruined, which means, God, I can't do without you. Now the conversion is this. Confession turns you in the right direction. Conversion moves you in the right direction. And you realize, I've got to do something because God's revealed himself to me. I didn't think I'd ever preach again, didn't care if I ever preached again, which was a good thing because I loved God, and I realized how much I loved God with or without preaching, and I just gave it to God, and when God spoke to me January 3rd of 2016 to come back to the land of tornadoes, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains at 100, 200 miles an hour that I couldn't argue with him because long ago I had set the conditions, God, I've been bought with a price. My life is no longer mine. It belongs to you. And I confess with my mouth, you are the Lord of my life. I was truly converted. And I said, God, I will take action. And I will go back to a city that... I'll never forget the first service at Noah's event venue. It was packed, people standing, parking across the street. And I knew what was happening. And I looked at that crowd, and some of you may have been there, and I said, you know what? I feel like I'm at a NASCAR race. Some of you came here to see the race, but most of you came here to see the crash. (laughs) We avoided the wall that day, and we've been circling ever since. I just want you to know this. God wants to reveal himself to you. You have to set the conditions for him to do that. Isaiah put himself in the right place. And when you come to church, I don't want you just to come to Mosaic and say, I went, I like, I love Pastor Mark. He's awesome. He's incredible. He's phenomenal. Come on, keep on. Anyway, so (laughs) I want you to come because you realize this is a culture an atmosphere of love, grace, and mercy that believes nothing is impossible with God and that we are preparing and setting the conditions for God to speak to your life and change your life for the good forever and ever and ever that you will walk out of here with a skip in your step, a smile on your face with your shoulders back and a voice that says nothing is going to stop me now. I am setting the conditions once and for all. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you hear our prayers. You respond. You're not holding back. If anything's not happening, it's not because you're not making it happen. It's because we have not created the conditions for those things to happen. So God, today, yourself to me. Reveal what you want to do. I'm setting the conditions by inviting you and including you in my day. Reveal yourself to me, God. Do what you do and you alone can do. I trust you. I honor you. I will do what you say and I will have what you say. 
With every head bowed and every eye closed, there may be those of you that are not Christians, you've not become followers of Christ, maybe you need to rededicate your life to Him, whatever the case may be. I want you to pray this prayer with me, those of you watching online and those of you in-house today. Pray this with me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only Son to die on the cross for me. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin and I confess with my mouth, you are the Lord of my life. Amen.